Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, the premier English language Korean football podcast. I'm joined this week by Paul, who's returned from his business trip, stroke holiday. Uh, how was it, Paul? Uh, it wasn't bad. Cheddar was always nice. Uh, I did realise that we uh, missed time the trip because we actually had flexibility about when to go and the person that was arranging it didn't consult the Under-20 World Cup schedule and picked us to be there for three days when there were no games. Oh, that's not good. So you, you didn't take in any games then? No, actually we were having lunch here, well we had a, an appointment on the Wednesday and the office where the appointment was was right opposite the uh, Cheju Civil Stadium and they were just gearing up, as we came out from the office to head to the airport to come back, people were just starting to arrive for the uh, Champions League game between Cheju and Urawa. Urawa. Which Cheju wanted to know as we talked about last week, me and, me and uh, the Phantom, the guests, Talked about it last week. So if I'd have been a bit more switched on, I could have got a later flight that day and seen those, seen those games. Which would have meant you could have, you could have watched, it. you could have seen Uraba lose twice in the flash. Okay. Could have gone uh, to the. I think there's some some World Cup games that Wednesday night as well. So. Uh, probably, yeah, probably. So I could have got a flight out Thursday morning and seen a whole load of football on that day. But you, you will, for the for those avid listeners who have actually listened to every podcast, you'll notice that you had an actual fact talking about the World Cup when me and the Phantom had decided not to even remotely mention it last week. Uh, so I guess the outro music of Respect is no longer as you're basing it on around. But speaking of music, what was, the, what was the idea behind today's intro music? That was Foreigner, right? Yep, to celebrate Foreigner's Day at FC Seoul, which... Uh, was a celebration! <laughs> you participated in... Wholly, fully, enthusiastically. <laughs> I was on camera, yes. Yeah. As as FC Seoul's token foreigner for the year. Yeah. I, I've already told them to get a freeze frame of it and use it in all their their uh, publicity and promotions for the year. But you get a freeze frame of me actually giving the finger to the sofa and says, "Are you going to use?" <laughs> actually, what was really funny was my mate Joel was actually there as well, and he was on the, on at half time, and he got the kong kong kong. Yeah. Meaning nothing, Quang, right? Quang. Quang. But apparently I found out that that actually means a signed ball. Yeah. So, but he, he didn't realise that. So he didn't take it? He didn't take it, but considering the fact that his two boys play for Sue One, uh, it's probably a good idea he didn't take it anyway, yeah. So yeah, so it was Souls Foreigner then. I guess we'll talk about that game when we come to the, the review. Uh, you were there, all decked out in your tuxedo. Um, and who was the famous foreigner that you used? Uh, Bronwyn. Okay, that's South African girl? Yes, from way back in the day. Way back from Misuda, right? Yep. When, when the Koreans used to think it was really funny to, do, to have attractive female speaking Korean, right? Would you like to have her on the podcast? Yeah, I would indeed, yes. I'm sure if I asked her, she'd, she'd oblige. Does she know anything about football? No. Neither do we. <laughs> that would be a good idea then. But I, I always think it's interesting to get these people, or to get once in a while to hear from someone that's taking in the, the K-League as their first ever football game what they thought about it. I, I can probably tell you what she thought about it. She was in the posh seat, so... Yeah, but so was I, and it was utterly abysmal. 
Is that nothing? Is that why you had to drink so much to forget it? Uh, so I basically tried to test the. So if you so have a have a thing called the Sky Pub where if you pay thirty thousand won, yep. you get a ticket plus you get unlimited beer. Uh, and I tried to test that unlimited beer theory, and uh, yeah, actually it's unlimited, and actually it's probably worth it. So you got you got so take off fourteen thousand for your ticket. Yep. So that gives you sixteen thousand of beer. So consider the fact it was draft asahi. Is it is draft in the first half, cans in the second? Uh, half? The <laughs> the fridge was padlocked for the second half because we were there. Okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm not joking. The girl bitch they said, "I'm sorry because there's ten of you. Yeah. Uh, we're leaving the fridge locked, so we had to go up and get draft because the concern was that we would just go in and, and, and empty the fridge. Yeah. So it was draft for the whole game. Yeah. Uh, draft Asahi. So, given that was like, just say that was four thousand one, right? Yeah. Like beer, right? Pub prices. Was that? Say pub prices four thousand one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I reckon it was still worth it. Let's just so say you, that. So you'd have to drink minimum of four. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was ordering them in fours. Uh, this is not how I do with football, right? Uh, I was ordering them in fours, and I went up like five times. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you get any other services? Uh, free popcorn. Yep. And uh, so, you, so you could try to, you could attempt to eat sixteen thousand ones worth of popcorn if you're. You not could as well, yeah. So I was like beer and popcorn, and, uh, and being football. To- beer, popcorn, football, and being told to not look at someone's kid because <laughs> I was scaring the kid. <laughs> but it was fun. It was good. It was good. But I, I guess we can move. Up. I guess we'll get to that game when we get to it. But what's on the agenda today, Paul? Now that you're back, uh, it's not a lot on the agenda, right? I did actually have a, a bunch of things I wanted to talk about, and of course, my mind's completely gone blank okay. now. I've got here. But I guess we'll review the the weekend. We'll see if uh, Seoul managed to to win on final day. We'll look at how Songnam's season's going. I guess. Uh, next week we have Jeju against Uraba, I believe, in the ACL. That's today. Today, that's what I meant. Next week, as in when people listen to the podcast in the past. Uh, and um, I guess we'll touch on the, the Under-20 World Cup, seeing as uh, someone's team is still in it and someone's team is no longer. Your team was it ever in it. It was never in it, yeah, it was never in it, right? So I, I guess, I mean, so we start with like the review of the challenge then, right? Because okay. it was the first Monday game, so those games were on Monday night. Yep. Uh, there was two games on Monday night. Yep. Songnam were away in, in Buchon and Eland were away in Wanisi Ansan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was an interesting week for the K League for the challenge anyway. Uh, obviously, uh, Gyeongnam just continued their blazing trail. Uh, they, they beat Anyang two one in Anyang. That was the only game played on a Saturday. Yep. Uh, they now are still unbeaten. And then 14 games have now won 11 and are like, literally just romping away with the title now, right? Eight points ahead. Yeah, it's getting embarrassing now. Uh, 14 points ahead of third place. So. Yeah. I mean, it's getting it's getting ridiculously embarrassing. I mean, the other news for the weekend is that uh, uh, Busan drew. This, this is why yeah, Gilgenham are now the eight points clear. I mean, this could be the quickest title wrap-up in K-League history, right? I mean, they're... It's, it's getting... As I said, it's getting embarrassing because they're just... They, they, they demolishing everyone that they play, right? Um, so the, on this on this Sunday, mm. uh, yeah, we had uh, Busan versus Suwon. As I just said, that, that, that finished two each. Uh, Suwon twice... Uh, 
Busan twice, uh, throwing away our lead uh, to end up drawing two each. Uh, then we had, yeah, as I mentioned on the, on the Monday, we had uh, Buchon versus Songnam, Ansan versus Eland, and that was amazingly two away wins. Uh, Songnam beat Buchon two 0 First time this season that they've scored two goals in the game. Uh, this time goals by E. J. Min uh, in the, like just on half time, and then Kim Do Hyun in the second half. Disappointing for Puchon. Uh, it it was indeed. Sure I mean, you're happy, but I mean, I was happy, but that meant they fell out of the playoffs, and uh, yeah, I mean, not a great, um, not a great result for them. The other game on the Monday was Ansan Greeners versus Eland, and uh, that finished two one Eland. Last minute goal, right? Last minute goal, yeah. I think it was like ninety third minute or something like that, a game or something. Like that. And uh, goal of the season contender by Wada, who I think his brother plays in Korea as well, right? As far as I'm aware, yeah. Um, but yeah, so deserved win apparently for for uh, Eland as well. Going by podcast ex host Stevie and podcast favourite Jamie, they both seem to be quite happy. And I think Elan deserved that. So that kind of leaves the table now. I think we talked <coughs> previously, obviously, about how there was a gap forming, uh, like kind of in the middle of the table as well. But I guess that gap's been kind of closed now. Uh, like, I mean, Songnam are now only four points off the playoffs, uh, Elan only seven. But obviously, Dejan, uh, as we discussed, their, their game against Asan was postponed. What, do you know why? Uh, I don't actually. I've no idea why. Uh, okay. But as we talked last week in the podcast, that was the reason for, for the entry music, like the Magnificent Seven. Um, so, so Dejan, yeah, I mean, they only have six points out of 13 games. And if relegation was in place, they would obviously be, you would imagine, they would be getting like relegated. You can't see them turning that around no. anytime soon. So yeah, so someone I'm beginning to climb. Well, not so not so much climb up the table, but they're beginning to put some wins together. They've stopped dropping points on the the yeah. others, right? So. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, and I think that's a big thing because they, they claimed. I mean, two points back in Suwon, three points back in Butchon, uh, obviously three points back in Anyang. So it's getting yeah. Playoff is now looking as if it's likely, likely or likely. possible. I would say likely the way that we're playing. Uh, I think it's beginning to click. Uh, I, I would say that give us a couple of weeks and we'll be sitting in third or fourth. Okay. Um, but let's go into your league, Paul. Uh, the league that matters, as we as we as we know. Uh, we were both at the game on Saturday. Yep. Um, Do you want to give me your take on it first? Yeah, I'll give you my take on it. It was uh, the kind of game that we get football stopped. I thought I don't actually remember a shot on goal, and that wasn't just the twenty-five Asahis. Um, I actually don't remember anything happening in the game at all. Uh, so, so of nothing in the middle. That's my honest opinion of them. As they 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 need in the in the transfer window, which is I guess it's going to open pretty soon, right? Next week, tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay, I guess yeah, first of June, right? Uh, they need to bring in a midfielder. They need a midfielder and a pacey striker. What was quite funny was one of the guys I was with. Hasn't been a Kaylee game since uh, he came here, and I think like his first month, which was eight years ago. And he's like, "Oh, they still have Dehan playing," um, and I was like, "Well, technically, yeah, <laughs> he's away and come back, but yeah." And um, yeah, they they have nothing. Like, they look really slow, really laborious. 
defensively naive. Yeah, it was not a good game. It was not a good game. And I think with the fact that uh, you know the other the results going other ways in terms of the gang one and stuff like that, it, it was a, it was a really bad week for so I think, right? Yep. On the other hand, uh, I think surely Ulsan have been on a good run of form recently, yep. so surely Sol have got to be happy keeping a clean sheet at least against them. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, so had lost two in the last five, right? Yeah. So I guess getting a draw, I guess we should tell the listeners it was a nothing each draw, right? I guess that was pretty obvious from my nothing happened statement, but uh, I mean, getting a draw, I guess, wasn't, probably wasn't a bad result, but and then again, isn't that kind of testament to how poor Seoul have been that we're actually saying a nothing each draw against Ulsan at home is not a bad result? Well, I think, what I wanted to say in last week's podcast, if I'd participated uh, after watching the Kangwon game, mm. is that it used to be that uh, clubs would come to Seoul and they'd be afraid, they'd be intimidated by yep. Sangam, and that's just not true anymore. Yep. Nobody, nobody, there's, Sangam has no sort of mental impact on anyone. They just come here and do what they want. The Seoul players, uh, obviously, yeah, we've, we've talked numerous times about how much weaker the squad is, how slow they are. So there's nothing to f- to fear by playing at Sangam. I mean, do you think that's because of a lack of fans, or do you think that's just because of the the, the opposition? They, they they don't fear this current Seoul team, or do you think it is the fact that the atmosphere is no longer intimidating? I mean, uh, was it ever intimidating? I guess would be the question. I think if you go back to the days when they were getting regular crowds of thirty thousand, yeah, uh, obviously. A percentage of that was was faked, so they could so they could claim the uh, average attendance of thirty thousand that one year. Yeah, but I think the atmosphere was a lot better. Um, obviously, I think there was what was I forget what the attendance was on that on that day. Um, on Saturday, yeah. uh, it wasn't high. It was pretty. It was pretty dead again. Um, like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, something. Like that. There's a lot of casual fans at Seoul, right? Yeah. I mean, even on Fauna Day, yeah, like, like in Fauna Day, you usually see crowds of like 20,000, right, 25,000. But it didn't even seem to be that many foreigners there either, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think maybe just, I mean, obviously, like the World Cup was on at the same time, which you have to take into account. Um, and I guess, you know, as we always talk about baseball as well, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that, that result, I mean, wasn't terrible, wasn't great. Uh, I guess like, the other results, uh, I guess some of them in Seoul's way. I guess uh, John Book won 2-0. They beat Suwon Blue Wings, which, like, which stopped Blue Wings going any further ahead after winning two in a row. Um, but it doesn't mean John Book are, are now sitting pretty at the top because Jeju didn't play, right? Their game was postponed, I guess, because of the World Cup, right? Uh, because of the Champions League. Champions League, of course, right. Um, so, yeah, so like uh, John Book won 2-0, as we said. Uh, the rookie scoring probably about one of his few goals this season. Uh, Pohan hosted Gang Gangwon, and I think this is where I would be concerned as a Seoul fan. Uh, Gangwon won two one, and Gangwon now have won four in a row. Yeah, and now we're beginning to look like the team that was built in the in the close season, right? So Seoul are winless in four with two draws. Gangwon have won four in a row. That's ten points they made up on Seoul. Right? Yeah, in that. But I mean, do you think this is a flash in the pan for Gangwon, or do you think this is actually the true Gangwon that we're seeing now? The team that people thought at the beginning of the season had a chance of ACL, 
challenging for the title, they were really poor, but now they're beginning to kind of like piece, piece a good run together, right? Uh, when they played against Seoul last week, I wouldn't say they were really outstanding, but they're a solid team, so if they can find a bit of consistency, I'm sure they'll be up there challenging for ACL at least. Okay. Interestingly, uh, that game was actually 2-0 with like a minute left, and then Yang Dong Hyun scored again. Another yeah. late Pusan goal. Yeah. A Pohan goal. Even. Yeah, another late Pohan goal. And again by him, who now has scored something like four, goals, like four in a row or something as well, right? I know we keep saying it, but he's far better than Pohan. He's too good for Pohan, and he should be in one of the bigger teams. I do rate, I do class always been a bigger team than Pohan. Whether I should or not this season, it is still to be seen, yeah? On the Sunday, we had, uh, two games on the Sunday, we had Daegu at home to Sangju. Uh, and I guess this result did go Seoul's way. Uh, Daegu won 2-0. Uh, goals by Jung Woo Jae and Evandro. Yep. Which I think if anyone has actually listened to the podcast, when the Phantom did say he predicted an away win, I did say it'll be an away win, but Evandro will score. Um, I think I said that. I mean, what I've done. Uh, no comment. I can't remember that bit. <laughs> I'm sure I said that. Um, I've been impressed by him as well. He's the, I mean, I've been impressed by him. He's been scoring a couple of goals this season. I, I actually quite like him. And another game was uh, John Am Dragons versus Inchon United, uh, which I do believe me and the Phantom called the game to avoid. Yeah, we really know nothing about football, right? That finished three to to John Am Dragons. John Am were three nil up uh, at half time. And cruising. And cruising, and it finished three two. And who else but Song Siu to score in the last like 15 minutes, right? Uh, for Inchon. Wasn't enough to get them a point, but yeah, you wait. All, all credit to Inchon to battle back from 3 0 down at half time. Uh, Jair, she used to play with Jeju, right? Yeah. Uh, grabbed an arc of goals, and he must be he must be hot on Dehan's heels for, for top goal scorer, right? Uh, I think he's ahead. If he's, is he ahead now? Dehan's Dehan second. Okay. So, I mean, Dehan was top goal scorer going into the weekend, but I guess, yeah. So, I mean, he seems to be, be finding quite a bit of a form. Just uh, scored a lot of penalties as well, but yeah, I mean, looks like, looks like a decent enough player. So, the table looks like John Book at the top, uh, Jeju second, Pohang third, Osan fourth, Gang one fifth, and the Chickens, uh, the Blue Wings uh, are sixth. Yep. Um, we discussed whether or not there was a team. Two weeks ago, we talked about whether or not there was a team that could displace Seoul from the championship group. Um, looking at that top group now, is it a team that Seoul can displace? Uh, well, next up, they've got the first trip to the chicken ranch for this year. Okay. That's obviously going to be a, a massive six-pointer. Yep. That's a huge game now, right? Yeah. Win that, and they're up in sixth and Suwon down to seventh. Lose that, and it's a six-point gap to Suwon. And then you're looking at... That's getting in a dangerous situation, right? Right. Dangerous territory, right? Okay. So that's on Saturday or Sunday? Uh, that is on the Sunday. On the Sunday? Well, it's two week, about two weeks' time, right? Three weeks' time. Uh, yeah, because there's no games uh, for the next couple of weeks because of the World Cup, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's on the 18th. Yep. Uh, I may take my my wife. <laughs> oh, my God. I, my, I think my, that was really high-pitched there. She won't be your wife by then. <laughs> she will be. She won't be. Eight days. <laughs> you think I'll be over, over and done with in eight days? I mean, you won't. You won't have registered it by then. Oh, okay. sure. oh yeah, legally, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. Okay, good. Your common law wife. Common law wife. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll get around to uh, previewing those games when close at the time. Well, I might not get around to previewing them, but that that just to talk about that game, that is going to be a massive, massive game, right? Yep. That's a game that so really can't afford to lose, whether they win it or not, whatever. But they really can't afford to 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 lose it for for certain, yeah. Um. So looking at at the table, like I said, a playoff for for Songnam was likely. Yep. Where do you think Seoul are going to finish the season? What do you think now is a likely uh, scenario or a likely finishing position for Seoul? Uh, I think if they sign a decent striker and a midfielder and a goalie and <laughs> four defenders, <laughs> I think they'll snatch third. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think... So I actually do believe so we're just maybe two signings away from actually being a decent team. They have nothing in the middle of the park. I think I've said this a few times on this podcast, right? What, what uh, about when Hardy's coming back? He's on the bench on at the weekend. So oh, he was on the bench, right? So presumably he'll be available to play next Come time Come 18th, out. right? Yeah. Do you think he'll be a, a good addition or do you think it's one of those should never return? I mean, I think... It depends on your position, to be perfectly honest, and it depends on the reputation that you have. I think Deham was always going to be a success returning, because so we're always going to create more chances than the other. Generally, so we're going to create enough chances, and Deham was never a particularly uh, pacey striker. He was always like a penalty box predator. So I think Deham coming back was never really going to be a failure, in my in my opinion. Uh, but I think the combative midfielder is always a role that like. Uh, when you come back, it's if you don't have the same motivation, the same passion, the same energy, uh, you can you, you can really struggle to live up to to the reputation that you had. Yeah. Uh, players that, for example, players that I, I think could come back so uh, and slot in easily would be like uh, Yi Chong Yoon. I always get his name wrong. Yi Song Yi Chong Yoon. Yeah. Yi Song Yoon. Yeah. Uh, the guy that plays for. Palace at the minute. Yeah, I think he could come back. I think he could come back easily because I I don't think it it would would take much to come back into that role. But I think he coming back in a couple of years' time, you know, like probably a defensive midfielder again, maybe a role that you can come back into. But I think that combative midfielder, that the idea of like the kind of the guy who pulls the strings in the middle, I'm not sure that's a that's a role that you can easily come back into. Uh, but he can't be any worse than what's there, and that, that's what I would say. Uh, I mean, right now, so of no one pulling the strings in the middle of the pitch. They sorely lack Takahagi, uh, and they really this season, for whatever reason, uh, Jose Jong's not not had any near the, the, the same impact as he had last year. Yes, in a year or so, they'll be getting uh, uh, Shin Jin Ho back. Shin Jin Ho back, yeah. That's what we've got to hope for. Yeah, I mean, I think this season's gone, to be perfectly honest. I, I don't see Seoul particularly doing anything this season. I think ACL spot right now is like is the dream, right? Yeah. But to be perfectly honest, like looking at it, I, I, I don't see a team, I don't know who, the, who they're going to beat to the ACL spot in that top six. But anyway, I guess uh, I guess we'll see what happens there. So, so their minimum aim is... Avoiding the ignominy of being in the bottom six, right? Which they've never been. I believe I'm right in saying that, right? Yeah. 
they've never finished in the bottom six. With with uh, well, since the split started, right? That's not. I mean, so yeah. So the so the minimum aim is to get in the top six. Yeah. With the outside chance of snatching an ACL place. Yeah, because now you get an ACL place, they need to finish. Well, looking at the, I mean, that, that's the thing as well. That even looking at the teams that are in the cup, right? Uh, to get an ACL place, they actually have to finish. Right. Third. Right. Because well, the teams that are in the cup, are, well, teams that are in the cup are not going to. Cheju or Cheju's only one. Cheju or Sue one. Oh yeah, okay, I forgot. But we're going to beat the Blue Wings anyway in the semi-final, right? But yeah, okay, yeah, Cheju or Sue one. But looking at Sue one as well, you couldn't, you can't see them hitting the dizzy heights of second or third, can you? So we've got to hope for Cheju to win the cup. Well, you have to. And then we just need to finish fourth. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're looking for, right? So there you go. Uh, anyway, um, anything we did mention. ACL last week, we talked about it, it's on now, right? Or it's happening... Tonight. Tonight, right? Obviously, 2-0 two, two leaders from the first round. Uh, sorry, from the first leg, I apologise. Uh, do you think they'll see off the job in Urawa? Uh, we all know how devastating Urawa can play, as yep. we saw when they demolished Seoul 5-2. 5-2, yeah. Um, I think Cheju get a goal and they're, they're done. Yeah, I think so. I think if Jeju score, which they look like doing almost every single time that they take to the field, I think if Jeju get a goal, then they'll be through. Yeah. Okay. So as a, I mean, as a K League podcaster, how far do you think Jeju can go? How far do you want to see Jeju go as well? Uh, win it. Win it. You think Jeju can win it? That means. They'd also qualify automatically and give an extra place to someone else. Fantastic. <laughs> Nothing ever happens without Seoul being involved in it, right? Jeju <laughs> uh, win it. I would love to see Jeju win it, but I just don't think they have the... Well, two of the games were played the last standard. night, right? Yep. Kwangju uh, uh, Evergrande went through on away goals. Ah, OK. Because they won, or they lost 2-1 away at whichever Japanese team they're playing at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kashima Antlers I think it was yep so uh, they won the first leg 1-0 lost 2-1 away in Japan okay so they go through on away goals okay and um, the team that put Suwon out Frontali Frontali they absolutely was it, was it Frontali yeah 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 they humped humped Mwangtong like 5-1 something like that so they're through. Uh, obviously, Cheju playing Urawa tonight, looking looking well placed. I want to say it's theirs to lose. Yeah, you would you would imagine it is, right? And the other game is Jiangsu versus Shanghai, all Chinese affair. And Shanghai are currently leading that two one, right? Yeah. Um, okay, but that's in Jiangsu, right? Yeah. Okay, so I guess Jiangsu are probably. Kind of ahead then in terms of the big goal, right? Okay. Yeah, I think like as you mentioned, there, I think Kawasaki, I think the aggregate goal score over Muang Tong was like seven two or something, right? Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Also noticed that uh, this week um, the Eastern FC coach, the only female coach in Asia, yeah, uh, or the world, we should probably say, uh, stepped down. Yeah. She resigned this week as well. Not quite sure why. To be Straight after her team qualified for, the, for next year's Champions League. Yeah. I don't quite get why she stepped down, but but yeah, 
Jiangsu is still managed by 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 Teflon Che. Yep. Just, uh, a, just about. Just about, right? Could end tonight if they get knocked out, though. You'd think so, right? Because they're still going badly in the Chinese right. league. So you'd think if they get knocked out by Shanghai, uh, that he'll be fired. Uh, also saw that Hong Myungbo jumped before he was pushed this week. He's He quit. That's right, yeah. It was uh, communicated to him that his his uh, letter of... Or his, his uh, P45 was in the post, so he got on the phone quickly and said, I quit. Okay. You think he'll come back to Korea? Uh, to Seoul. <laughs> to, to, to Seoul. I mean, she may come back to, back to Seoul, right? I mean, Huang doesn't seem to have been... Well, he's obviously not working, so... Yeah, imagine GS, if you saw whoever's in, whoever pulls his strings in that, in that corporation is going to get a shot of Huang pretty soon as well, right? I think if Trey gets fired by Jiang Su, yeah, there'll be uh, the GS, the GS um, Blazers will be... Uh, yeah, forced into at least considering it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, sweet. Okay. Um, so obviously, there's no games in the classic uh, this weekend because of the World Cup. Uh, so have a friendly match to prepare, and then they have like their final World Cup qualifier. Oh, you mean Korea? As you said, so right. I mean <laughs> Korea. Say <laughs> what? Korea have a friendly match to prepare, uh, and then they have like their final uh, World Cup qualifier in Qatar. Yep. Uh, Uli has again done amazing motivational work uh, by coming out on Monday and claiming that none of the under 20 World Cup stars are anywhere near ready to make it in his senior squad and then they lost 3-1 to Portugal So you you watched a couple of the Korea games? Uh, I watched Korea versus England Argentina Uh, some of the game against England and I watched through a, a haze of soju and Galbi, I watched the game last night against Portugal. So what, what was your thoughts on that? Uh, the game against Portugal was men against boys. They looked like little boys playing against grown players. They, they were woeful in the first half against Portugal. Uh, yeah, they Portugal lost the game in the them. first 20 minutes. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Portugal built them off the ball. Uh, I thought they were... Korea were poor. But not hugely surprising from Shinta Young. He really only has one tactic anyway. Um, he's not the, the, the most dynamic of managers, um, so yeah, I think a lot of what what I would say is like, I think dropping Isang Woo and pick Ho, pick Sung Ho, dropping those two from from the England game was a major mistake. Yeah, I think Korea, I think England were probably there for the taking. To be honest, I haven't really been impressed what I have seen of England um, and what I've read about them. Uh, and I think Korea would probably have beaten England had they actually went for it, and then they would have played Costa Costa Rica, right? Costa Rica, uh, as a, as opposed to playing high flying Portugal, who were like always going to be a better team than Korea, right? Surely Portugal was also a second place team in their group, right? I think they were, but it's just it's Portugal because right? generally it was first first against third, and then second against second in in this round of sixteen. But you were still reckon you'd rather be playing Costa Rica than be playing Portugal, right? Yep. Although, um, we'll, we'll see tonight when England play Costa Rica. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, so Korea out. Uh, Shin Tae-young probably just signed his death now as any form of management in the next couple of years anyway as well. Can't see him, him getting anything. And yeah, now you imagine that every single station will just drop the, the Under-20 World Cup now, right? See, my take's a little bit different because... 
I'm not going to say the Korean team were great, but I saw they had a lot more creativity and inspiration than the national team did. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, you can you can see a huge gap between say the Korean national team and uh, Argentine and Argentinian national team. Yeah, well, I would agree with that. But yeah. at, at, the, at this level, the gap wasn't so readily apparent. I think there was a gap, but it wasn't like it's a chasm at, at a level. At, Eight yeah, match level. Yeah, but I would at, agree with that. It was like a yeah. It's a gap you could step across. Yeah, I would agree with that. So where do you think it's all going wrong between on twenty and full internationals? Well, in terms of full international, it's all going wrong with Uli. To be perfectly honest, I think he's a shocking coach, which but, we've discussed but, for two, big, three years of this podcast, right? But do you think different manager, the same players could could look? Well, the thing is, like, no one at national team level has managed to get Sun Hyung Min to perform the way he does at Spurs, right? But we've we've discussed this before, and my conclusion is that he's so much better than everyone else that he, he, he just doesn't fit in with the team. Yeah, it could be that. Um, but when you put like Son, uh, Ki Sung Young, you also have you know like Kyu Ja Cho, yeah, even Ji Dong Won. They're not bad players. They really aren't bad players. Like I think the Korean team right now actually is a good couple of players, but they're just far. But they are terrible when they play. Individual. Yeah. It's just like, it's a good crop of individuals. They just don't gel as a team whatsoever. Plus a lot of them don't play regularly, right? Yeah, but they don't. I mean, they're a bunch of bench warmers, right? Uh, that's the problem as well. And, and you... Which is the problem with uh, Issa Nguyen. Uh, Issa Nguyen has to leave Barcelona this year. He has to leave. He's never going to uh, get a... He's never going to get a starting place ahead of Suarez or Neymar, or Messi. It's not going to happen, right? Do you, do you agree with Uli that none of the under-20s are, are fit to play in the, the full national team? Because uh, obviously most of them what, must be 18, 19. I would, that's the thing. Unfortunately, he's probably right. But again, that's probably because a lot of these kids are playing overseas and are not playing. Um, I mean, if you look at one of the players that would have been here with England was uh, Patrick Roberts. Yeah. And he chose not to come to Korea with uh, the Under Twenty World Cup because he stayed in, in, in Scotland to win, you know, the, the league and the Scottish Cup. It's a guy who's playing regularly. Okay, the SPL is not a great standard, but he's still playing regularly every single week. And if you who like hasn't actually played for Barcelona, but, but I think most of the uh, English on the twenties are not playing regularly. There's, I looked at the squad and there's not not many names that I recognise. But the ones that's probably because the kids who are good enough, like in their twenties, are actually playing for their teams. Are playing in the Champions League. Are playing, like in playoffs, or finals. Are playing in, in FA Cup finals, and they're in the English national team. I think the difference with Korea is that you actually know these kids because, like, they're not actually playing in the national team, and they're not good enough to step up. I don't think they are, because they're not getting playing time. But if you think about, say, English English team. Wayne Rooney, Michael Owen all made their debuts at sort of age 17, 18. Mm-hmm. But they were playing. That, they, they made their international debuts early as well because they were playing regularly for Liverpool forever. These kids are not playing for their team. They, these kids are going overseas to get coaching at Barcelona, but it's not actually helping them. It's helping them become technically better. I mean, Issa Nguyen's head and shoulders above anyone else in that Korean team. And to be perfectly honest, he's probably one of the, the best players in the tournament. But he's never going to make it in football because he's going to sit in Barcelona B playing meaningless games. That's my opinion. 
It's my rant. We haven't brought our, we haven't had a rant in a while. But I, I think if he wants to make it, he has to leave Barcelona. But he doesn't want to. He wants to be the first ever Korean to play for, for Barcelona, right? That's that, that's the big thing, right? But I, he's never going to make it into that team. Good luck to him. Good luck to him, though. Fair play. Always good to, to have ambitions. I had ambitions as well once. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen, but I had them. Okay. Okay, so again, yeah, as we mentioned, the Korean national team are playing Qatar. Uh, final qualifier, a couple of points ahead of Uzbekistan. Uh, two weeks today, right? Yeah, I think they'll make it. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll preview it in detail later, but I think they'll, think they'll do it. No. You think they'll not make the World Cup? Uh, I think they were quite lucky when they played Qatar at home. Yeah, we watched that, right? Yeah, I think they did they win 3 2 after being behind, something like that. Something like that, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, no, I'm sure they'll probably make it, but they're uh, pl- skirt- skating on thin ice at the yeah. moment, I think. As they did last year as well, right? Yeah. Or not last year, but last year as well. Okay. Well, I guess the, the only final thing to do is to preview the K-League Challenge. Obviously, that goes ahead, even though there's World Cup qualifiers, and even though there's like, like a, there's like two players that Uli has picked. Um, he hasn't picked them in this squad, but in you know the like previous squads. So I guess like, on Saturday we have two games on Saturday. Uh, Anyang, Suwon, Songnam, Ansan. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'll be at Tanchon, one would imagine, uh, watching, watching us win three, three in a row. Um, yeah, and we see home and Songnam are going to beat Ansan. Ansan are woeful. Okay. Uh, Anyang, Suwon, I'm going to go for a draw. Okay. Which is going to be a great result for Songnam. See Songnam move up to uh, the dizzy well, heights of sixth. Sixth, yeah. Depending on depending on the scores. Yep. Uh, also um, on Sunday we have one game on Sunday, and that's Gyeongnam versus Buchan. Yep. Uh, don't see Gyeongnam's unbeaten run ending anytime soon, so I reckon they're going to win that one as well. Okay. Uh, then on the Monday we have Busan versus Daejeon and Asan versus Seoul Eland. Really disappointing because I really wanted Elan to be at home because my brother's in Korea uh, for his first time ever, and there's no better place to go than uh, Olympic Park, <laughs> Olympic Stadium, right? And take him to uh, Asan. Yeah, that's Asan's too far. But uh, I'm going to go for Busan to bounce back, beat Dejan easy, and Asan, Elan, one each draw. And then on the Wednesday, FA Cup game, Cheju versus Suwon. Yep. Where, where's your prediction on that? Uh, I'm going to say Jeju will win that one two one. Get in there. I think I can't see blue, the, the Blue Wings winning that. I think Jeju will win it. Uh, although I would actually rather see Suwon win it. Did Suwon not just go down to Jeju and win? Yeah, they did. League. But they're not going to beat them in the cup. Okay. Uh, but I'd rather see the, the Blue Wings win it in the cup because I would like to see us get them in the semi after we put out Mokpo. Okay, but if it if it has to be Jeju in the final, it has to be Jeju in the final. Yeah, I'm going to say Jeju two one. Can Mokpo get through to the ACL? I uh, hope not. <laughs> like that's our only hope, right? I mean, if if they actually win the uh, the oh. FA Cup, will they be excluded? You'd think so, right? So I want so I need Jeju or Mokpo to win the FA Cup. <laughs> 
Or, or will they give it? Because they don't give it to the losing finalists, right? They don't give it to the losing finalists. So no. we'll go to the, the fourth place in the league. We'll go to the fourth place in the league. Come yeah. on, Mokpo. I don't think Mokpo can win it. If they won, they wouldn't make it, right? Sanju is still as well. Sanju is still in the cup, right? Oh. Sanju definitely can't play. That, that I do know for a fact. So Sol are basically guaranteed to get through to the, the ACL if they finish fourth then? Uh, pretty much, yeah. You've got Jeju, Sanju and Mokpo. Obviously, Sol now. Three, uh, and eight, three and eight chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah three that if they won the cup, um, so would so the fourth place would win it, would, would, would get ACL. Because, yeah, Sanju can't play in ACL. You, you, you're not allowed army teams in ACL. Even though, I know, even though Bangkok Police or something like that, or Bangkok, something played like a couple of years ago and they had an army team, but apparently you can't have an army team in ACL. Okay. Okay, sweet. Well, I guess talking about army teams, ACL, Paul, do, do we have any army music lined up for the outro? <laughs> That's not what I was going to go with. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to go with the uh, the Formula One theme, Fleetwood Mac Chains, because of the Korean Formula One Grand Prix from Mokpo. Okay. Which was held in Mokpo for the two or three years it lasted. Okay. Uh, as a, as a, a, a sort of a tribute support of Mokpo's dreams to win the FA Cup and get us all into into Asia. Okay, so whoever it is the podcast will choose then, right? Yeah. Right, so let's take it away, Formula One then. <laughs> I can't edit this for you. <laughs> <laughs>